Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who have been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that can help you along your military life journey. This episode is brought to you by Caliber Home Loans. Caliber is committed to educating military families about their VA loan benefits and bringing your military families home. Get connected with them online by visiting Caliber at CaliberMilitaryLending.com. Now, here's Ashley Peebles. All right, welcome everyone to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. My name is Ashley Peebles, and I am super excited to introduce you to our guest today. She is a rock star realtor out of the Omaha, Nebraska area. So today, our special guest is Realtor Miss Sarah Guy. Sarah, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is our joy, our pleasure, and our honor. I love having realtors from all over the country on the podcast because every market is a little bit different. But the truth is, every this year, everything's moving so fast. Like We're seeing common themes all over, but it really is neat to hear about what's going on in everyone's area. So you're in Omaha, Nebraska, and you're part of the home front team for Nebraska Realty. So tell me, how did you get into real estate? How long have you been doing it? What is, tell me your real estate story. Yeah, so I, um, I've i been licensed almost eight years now, and that was something I was interested in for a long time, but my, I'm a military spouse. Um, I wanted to spend a little time at home with my young kids, wait until I knew we were going to be at a base for long enough to make it worthwhile. Um, so when we got here, I got my license, uh, right away, four months after we moved here, I got, I was all licensed and, uh, convinced I was not going to do well because I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any roots here, all the things that they say you should have in real estate. Uh, And then I've, uh, turned out to be incredibly blessed by the, our military family, you know, to have a great career here, um, starting out like a complete stranger. Uh, we've been stationed here now for almost eight years and licensed the whole time. Started a team about five years ago so that I could um, have the opportunity to train other military spouses in a career that would be rewarding to them, portable, bless their families. And um, yeah, it's been great. So love the area. And we've been really lucky that we've been able to be here for eight years as an active duty military family. Yeah, Hopefully a lot more. <laughs> Amen to that. So when you, I mean, you really were a perfect fit for Mill Housing Network then. Like what you did there in your area and what you started, I bet when you heard about Mill Housing Network, you were like, oh, I totally see eye to eye with this Karina and Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> yes, I've um, uh, been, you know, connected with them through um, various things for a couple years and uh, just a huge fan, huge fan of everything that they do. Yeah. I mean, you guys seem like it's a perfect fit. So what you said that you're a military spouse. So what's your connection? What branch? I know you said you're a spouse. So what branch and how long have you, how long is your family served? So my husband is active duty air force, um, stationed at off at air force base. And he has been in for 14 years now. So we're around in the corner, you know, towards towards the 20. So uh, we've been here almost eight years. Uh, we were at Robbins Air Force Base for four years. And then we uh, did training at Randolph for a year and a half and did it casual at Langley. So this is our fourth base. Well, I love here in Langley. So we are in Williamsburg, Virginia. So you're very oh. familiar with this area. 
We love it so much. So we're an Air Force family as well. So I love hearing everyone's connection and where all they've been stationed because you know as well as I do that it's a really small military. Like we all run into each other over and over again. I was trying to figure out uh, last year where I knew Karina from. I was like, where were we stationed? What were we doing? And you know, you have to think back to like events and pull. And I was like, oh, we were stationed with the Marines at Quantico. We went to a Marine ball. So it's so funny pulling it all together and then being a part of this military family and mill housing network. I love seeing the connections because I will now friend you on Facebook and then it'll explode <laughs> with all the people that we already know. So let's talk oh, yeah. about the area there around Offit. So Offit is your closest base, correct? Okay. Yep. All right. And so let's talk about what you're seeing. What's the real estate market like there? Um, it is crazy. And it's been crazy for a couple of years. And, you know, in March, when everything was going going nuts with uh, the current events, I thought for two seconds or so that maybe we would have a slowdown. Um, and no, this has been the nuttiest year I think that I've had in eight years. Um, and I, that seems to be the, the trend all all over the country from what I hear in my connections. Um, we are very, um, you know, I can work technically anywhere in Nebraska, actually anywhere in Iowa too. I'm Iowa licensed, but the bulk of my business and my team's business is in the Omaha area and kind of about 30 minutes, um, you know, parameter or diameter from the base. And so we are very like PCS season specific here, you know, things sell year round, but our busy season is when the PCS cycle is really heavy. Um, so what was very interesting this year is that normally it's like March, April, May, June is super crazy busy for us. And um, and this year, although we certainly were busy in that time frame, it wasn't the like fire hose that we normally expect. It was more of a steady flow. And, that, um, and it was because so many PCSs were delayed because of the stop movement. Um, of course, there was lots of people who got exceptions. And so we were still helping them buy and sell. But a lot of my sellers ended up, um, it was kind of a stressful summer because I had so many of my clients who were getting told, yes, you can go in July or actually maybe August. Actually, it might be October. No, it's July. <laughs> and I had that like time, you know, 10 or 15 um, and so working through that emotional roller coaster was a lot. <laughs> we all got through it though. Um, and then uh, September was my second busiest month closing wise in my entire career, which is just really weird for September. Um, it slowed down a little bit, but even now um, we have less buyer activity. We have less um, PCSs in and out, but there's still a lot and there's no inventory. <laughs> That's so kind of, even though it's December, we're still, you know, it's kind of what we're, that's kind of what I'm seeing all over. You know, we've talked in Dallas, we've talked all over and I'm kind of seeing that everywhere. The inventory is just super low. So I'll ask maybe a silly question, but just to get it out there, would you call this a buyer's or a seller's market? Definitely a seller's market. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the reason I asked that is I was talking to someone the other day and I mentioned that I do this podcast for the Mill Housing Network and I was telling them what Mill Housing Network was and they were like, yeah, it really is a buyer's market right now. And I was like, um, I mean, I don't know that that's what that is, but, but the, reason I, the reason I believe that they were a little, 
uh, confused is because I believe, so we bought this year as well. We, we sold and we bought and we, we sold at a great price and we had equity and we had really only owned the home a couple of years. So it was awesome. So that's the way I see it being a seller's market. We got more than we probably should have for the house. We got a full price offer in five hours. So I don't think that's normal. But at the same time, because of the low interest rates, we were able to afford a bigger house, our dream house. And that really made us as buyers very happy. Like I'm sitting here looking at the water in a home that I never dreamed we could afford or live in. And it was because of the market and the interest rates that made that happen. So are you seeing the same things all over? Do you have really you know, exuberant, happy buyers, and then very super exuberant, happy sellers all at the same time? I will say that the the interest rates are so, as you know, historically low that it's still a good time to buy. You know, there it is, it's more stressful. There's more competition. Um, I I can't sit down with people anymore and say, we're going to get all your closing costs covered. We, um, you know, we're going to find your house and you're going to get it. You know, now I'm telling them we might write a couple offers. <laughs> Don't get too attached to house number one. Um, but I do also tell all of my buyers, and I really mean this. I'm not making this up. I'm not blowing smoke. Is all of my buyers who have walked out on houses, the house they end up getting, uh, a lot of times they'll say, you know, I'm glad we didn't get that other one because this is the, this is the right one, and and it, we were able to get it when it came along because we didn't get the last one. You know, I've never had I think a single buyer that lost out on a house that they could not get over and enjoy the house that they got. So, you know, I do believe in house karma a little bit. (laughs) So I am so, I've interviewed a lot of realtors and I'm so thankful that you said that and that you brought it up because honestly, I try not to, um, I try not to like pigeonhole people into answers. I want you all to say what's happening in your market and what's on your mind and what you believe. But I've been waiting for someone to say that. And I've been waiting for someone to give the, what I believe, um, back to me in a podcast and Sarah, I could not agree more. So we, (laughs) the same thing happened to us. We found a home that I thought was the one and it was, it was so the one, I mean, it was, it was the one and we lost out on it on the weirdest way. And I just super weird. I won't go into it, but super weird way. And then we found another one. And by the time we found it on this very same day, it was already under contract. And I was like, what is going on? These perfect houses, we're never going to find one better than those two. And every morning I wake up in this house and I'm so thankful that those other two didn't work out. And I'm not saying that I couldn't have been happy in those other homes, but they wouldn't have been forever. And you're never getting me out of this house. Like I, I do believe in house karma. And I'm also a person that believes that everything happens for a reason. So when those things kind of come together, it was easier for me to miss out on those other houses because I believe those things. Whereas my husband was like, what did we do wrong? Did we delay <laughs> Do this? And he really, he's very analytical. So he, he overanalyzed it. So I love hearing that when you're talking to your clients, you are, I mean, let's face it in this year, real estate agents are very, but you guys are handling a lot of emotions. Like you talked about, you're almost part-time mm-hmm. therapist these days, <laughs> like getting people yeah. through <laughs> the highs and the lows of, okay, you found this house. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's already under contract. Oh, this one's great. Ugh, it's going to go for 
a hundred thousand over what you know it would have last year. So your part-time therapist, you're going through the you're you're coaching them through the competition, but you as a real estate agent starting from the beginning and saying, you're probably gonna have to write a couple of contracts. You're gonna find some great things. Don't get too attached because the right house is out there. I think it's so valuable that you start it all like you start the process off that way. So I would I would hire you in a heartbeat, my sweet friend. <laughs> so all right, so inventory is low. Um, everything's moving fast. So if inventory's low, do you have new builds that are coming up in the area? Or what are you talking to your clients about when they come in? Are you are they needing to move further from the base or what are you seeing? We have and I'll I'm gonna I'm like, don't get too technical into the area because I know you don't care about, like, you know, this town versus that town, this neighborhood. Um, it's a national thing. But um, we, we in this area, um, Bellevue is the name of the town, kind of that the base is in. And then as you get a little bit further out, Papillion's a really um, popular town, uh, La Vista, Gretna, and then Omaha. We have a lot of suburbs that are kind of south of Omaha that where a lot of military families live. Um, there's um, not a lot of land left in Bellevue, um, except for in one area. Um, but that is a really popular area for, for new build. And then there's a ton of new growth in Papillion and Gretna. Um, and I actually was just having, I have some folks closing next week on a beautiful forever home new build we've been working on since, uh, March. And I've got some folks that I've actually been working with almost on and off, um, to, uh, transactions so far in the past seven and a half years that are looking at now building their forever home. So I've had a lot of new construction talk recently. And I was just saying the other day to somebody, you know, a couple of years ago, I saw all of these new construction uh, neighborhoods popping up all over the place. And I, and I thought, what are they doing? They're going to flood the market. There's not, there can't possibly be enough people to buy all these houses. It just felt like there was so much, and now when people are saying to me, you know, we want to, we want a ranch with a walkout lot. We want to be able, you know, to have these XYZ covenants. We want to be zoned for this high school. I'm going and I'm finding like nothing that fits their criteria because there's a lack of <laughs> lots and new construction um, spec homes too. So we have a lot of new construction, but I think there's not enough. I'm, a couple of years ago, I would have been you know, slap myself for saying that, but it's, it's really true. <laughs> it is incredible how the housing market can change from year to year. And this month, I mean, this year, it seems like month to month, like things are just going so fast. So now what is your median house price in your area? Like what do most people come in looking for? I would say it's, I, I want to say it's around 250, 260 is the median for the Omaha area. Um, with our military families, I'd say most of our sales fall, you know, between the two and 300 um, K range. Okay, perfect. So when people are coming in, is there, are there trends with what they are looking for? You mentioned a ranch, walkout basement. Are there trends of what they're looking for? Or is it, I mean, has that changed with COVID? I guess with the lower interest rates, are people coming in thinking, oh, they can get so much more? Or, and are you having to set their expectations? I guess, what's it looking like when you sit down with people? Is it different because of the COVID environment? Or is it pretty much the same that everyone thinks they can get way more than their money can actually afford them? (laughs) (laughs) I think people have pretty reasonable expectations. Um, One conversation that I feel like I have a lot is um, 
sometimes for for your first time buyers, making the connection between what the the price tag on the house is and what it means for them monthly can sometimes be hard to wrap their head around. Um, I'll have a lot of people who come in and they'll say, yeah, we really don't feel like we can go above 175, 180, you know, and that for whatever reason, that is the sticking point in their brain um, that they feel comfortable. Like above that, it's, it's just way too much money to spend on anything. Um, and, and in our market, that doesn't get you a whole lot anymore. Um, and there's, and what there is out there, there's a lot of competition because you also have investors who are looking to pick up rental properties and they can compete in ways that first time home buyers often cannot. <laughs> and, um, so I have a lot of talks with people about, you know, the, the real numbers of if you were to go up, you know, $20,000 in your budget, how much that translates to monthly and how it still fits into the BAH, um, you know, and, and really just kind of educating them on um, monthly versus price tag um, and, and helping them to realize that, you know, they can maybe afford more than they thought while still sticking in their monthly budget. But we do also sometimes have conversations about just because you are um, approved for it doesn't mean that you should spend it. So <laughs> It's so, it's wonderful. This is the reason that I love speaking to realtors all over the country because I'm, we're such sticklers um, on making sure that people know that when you work with a realtor in the local area, they know things that you don't know, especially being military. Like, you know, we could be stationed mm-hmm. off it next week and I know nothing about it and you do. So you know the area, you know the trends, but not just that, you know real estate and you know mortgages and you know payments. And I've not met a real estate agent yet within this network that doesn't have their client's best interest at heart. No one wants their clients to find a house and then be house poor and then be upset about it. So I think that what I love week in and week out is that you guys slow down and take the time to make sure that people are making a decision that they feel comfortable with and a decision that's wise for their family. And that's what's beautiful about the real estate client relationship is you really get to know each other and you get to dive in and see what's important to them. Because if traveling is very important to them and they get a house that's too expensive and they lose traveling, that's not a win. So I think that's beautiful. So tell me, is there anything else, like as we round this out, is there anything else for your area or for the housing market? If people are listening to this and they know that they're coming to office, they know they're coming and they want to buy, or maybe it's somebody that is in the area, they're listening to your sweet voice right now, and they're like, I know we're moving and we're going to want to sell. Is there, are there any tips or tricks or anything that you would like to impart to them before we go? Well, this will sound, you know, biased, but talking to an agent at the earliest opportunity when you're considering a buy or a sell, I think is the best advice that I can probably give because, um, like you said, we we um, we do this day in and day out. Truly, I think for 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 most realtors, and I would say particularly for military um, spouse and veteran realtors, um, the driving force behind what we do really is wanting to make an appreciable and positive difference in the lives of our clients by um, empowering them to make the best decisions, you know, to build long-term wealth, um, to make a happy home environment. I need my team, the home front team, because 
I truly believe that putting down some type of roots and creating um, a comfortable home environment everywhere you go, whether you're there for a year or for four or for eight is so important. Um, and that should be really, you know, emphasized with the military community. Like we shouldn't be transients for 20 years. We should be invested in our communities and our people and our homes everywhere we go, no matter how long we're there. Um, so agents um, are there to help you and to give you the tools that you need to know the market, to be able to get the right house. And if you're selling, um, I love to get in front of people before they've done anything to get ready because a lot of times there's things that they think they need to do that are um, investment are very heavy on the investment of time, energy, or, or money resources that maybe they don't need to do. And I'd love to be able to help people avoid doing things that are going to be a uh, resource back for them that they don't need to do to get them out for their home. So. Right. Okay. Well, I've been guilty of that. You know, I'm doing all these renovations. <laughs> I'm putting money into the inside of the house. And then you look around and you're like, oh, that's not going to get any return for my investment. As a matter of fact, if someone had walked through, they probably wouldn't even have noticed it. And, oh, it's really style specific. So that's fun. Not everyone likes shiplap. So been there, done that. I just think that's the perfect way to, to round this out and to end the podcast is uh, a line that you shared. We shouldn't be transient for 20 years. We are military. We are transient. We know we're going to be moving, but being invested in the community and building a home, no matter where for us, the air force sends us, but building a home, no matter where the military sends us is so key. I know that we all believe that home is wherever our family is, Like we know that, but being able to truly build the home and invest in the community is something that is special for military families to be a part of so many communities over a 20 year span of time that I think it's something that we don't need to take for granted um, and just stay on base inside our, our base housing <laughs> the whole time. So thank you so much, Sarah. You have set uh, you have keyed in on so many points of just sheer wisdom today. So I'm so thankful that you took time to uh, share with us today. I know that you have a closing in like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 22 minutes. So I appreciate you taking the time today. I know that the people coming in and out of Offit are going to appreciate this. And anyone that's listening, your little like mic drops of wisdom today are going to mean a whole lot to them. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Oh, it was wonderful to meet you. And thanks for having me again. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you're listening and you haven't subscribed, please do so because we have wonderful experts like Sarah all the time. Thank you so much for joining us, Mill Housing Nation. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at milhousingnetwork.com.